WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Away we go with WIA and the National News Service this for week commencing May 9 in the good year 2010. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. A couple of stories that won't hit the news this week, mainly because we've only just discovered them one of them on the upload area and one of them in an email and neither had call signs attached to them So, and one of them didn't even have a uh, an email with uh, script so we weren't aware of them until we came to broadcast the news. Still not sure what's in them. We'll have a listen afterwards and uh, if they're not dated we'll attempt to bring them to you next week after contacting the people that sent them in. Okay, let's have a look at this. The new radio museum to be the QDH for WIA centenary special call sign VK100WIA. Members of Victoria's Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Club are ready to put VK100WIA on air from the Talbot Radio Museum. The club has already lined up some local news media which is keen to publicise both the centenary of organised amateur radio in Australia and our WIA and the new museum. There's a variety of interesting historical radio, telephone and television on display, even a mock-up of commercial radio station 3CV Maribyrnong. A variety of transmitters, Morse code keys and other equipment is certain to be of interest to visitors. The museum is the proud owner of a vibrator power supplied Traeger radio used by the Flying Doctor Service. Alf Traeger, VK5AX, was born in the Dimboola area of Victoria, who, with John Flynn of the Flying Doctor Service, also a local from Mulligal, just north of Mirabar, did so much to open up Outback Australia with radio communications. Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Club President Peter Rafferty, VK3CC, tells us that VK100WIA will be operating from the Talbot Radio Museum on Camp Street, Talbot, 10am to 4pm on the 3rd, 4th and 5th of August. Planned to be used are the major HF bands plus SSB FM IRLP on 2 metres and 70 centimetres. One significant way in which radio amateurs can share their hobby with the community is through the ARIS program. Amateur Radio and the International Space Station. It provides today's youth with an opportunity to speak directly with the astronauts aboard the International Space Station by way of Amateur Radio and with the assistance of local radio amateurs and radio clubs. As part of the WIA Centenary Dinner Program, we'll be making contact with the International Space Station via Amateur Radio and we'll hear from the astronauts on the ISS. Ten students will join us for the opportunity of a lifetime. ACMA News and ACMA have released their white paper on the 400 meg band, which covers 403 to 520 MHz. As this covers the 70 centimetre band we use, 420 to 450 MHz as a secondary service, this paper will affect we amateurs. As the ACMA puts it, the way ahead, decisions and implementation options for the 400 meg band, the consultation paper outlines a number of final decisions for the future use of the band and proposed implementation plans. In the original ACMA proposal, it was for 403 to 430 for exclusive use of federal, state and territory governments. This would seem for amateurs the loss of the bottom 10 megs of the 70 SEMS band. These exclusions can be found on page 28 of the Radio Communications Licence Conditions, the Amateur Licence Determination Number 1 of 1997 for various states and local areas. The WIA News, well, we asked for a comment on this by our board. At time of broadcast, we still had not received that comment. As 1VK3 said on a UK news service, unfortunately this document doesn't really tell us as amateurs what will be happening to the 440 to 450 megahertz part of the 70 centimetre band at all. 
the number of commercial and SBS radio stations available to listeners in Canberra is set to increase with an announcement by Commercial Radio Australia, CRA, and multicultural and multilingual broadcaster, SBS, that a regional trial of DAB Plus digital radio would begin in Canberra early July 2010. Commercial Radio Australia Chief Executive Joan Warner said the first regional trial of DAB Plus is the next step in making digital radio services available to all Australians. The radio industry is committed to ensuring all Australians are able to access free-to-air radio broadcasting via digital technology. People living in regional Australia must have the same rights of access to digital radio as do those living in the five big cities. We do not want to see a nation of metropolitan digital haves and regional divisional have-nots, Ms Warner said. The second phase of the Canberra trial will be a retransmission of the trial signal into Parliament House, which of course is underground, this to allow federal politicians to experience digital radio first-hand. Now in hams across Australia, it's to VK4 and Q News. We'll be hearing from Jeff Emery, VK4 ZPP, and also from Gladstone, news in that the Gladstone Amateur Radio Club's AGM is open to all and is Monday night, May 10 at SES headquarters, 7.30pm, Lamington Drive, Gladstone, followed by a regular monthly meet. Welcome to Q News from VK4WIA. I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP. I've been thinking about the Institute Annual General Meeting. One of those serendipitous remarks, a certain well-known politician from VK4 commented a few days back that Canberra is not the source of all knowledge. At the end of the month, our Wireless Institute of Australia is holding its annual general meeting in Canberra. As a group, or should I say a net of amateurs, it is to our benefit to get our collective heads around what is needed to grow and sustain our hobby. Just as our licensing is part of the system of Australian administrative structure, our place in the world community is defined by structures such as the ITU and IARU. Even Intruder Watch services operate eventually on a government-to-government level internationally. We have our representative body in the WIA and that body knows that it is not the fount of all knowledge. The Institute is comprised of hobbyists just like you and I, and they give their time as part of their enjoyment of amateur radio. If we want to each make a difference and make our voices heard in the policy areas of the hobby, we need to participate. Like the cockatoo on the biscuit tin of days gone by, remaining on the outside never makes you part of the feast on the inside. Please come and join through your radio club or by becoming a WIA member. Then, as was heard to be said, it will be the cat's whiskers. I'm Jeff Emery and that's what I think. What about you? Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it is relayed on 6 metres on 53.1 MHz AM at 0900 hours Central Standard Time. I'm Ben, VK5, Bravo Bravo. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio. I'm James, VK6 NAH. 
persons in the northwest area of VK7 interested in training and assessment for all classes of amateur radio are advised that the Northwest ATV Club can provide all these requirements and, in addition, provision of facilitators via the radio and electronics school if candidates so desire. For more information, contact the club's learning organiser, Tony, VK7AX, or the club direct. Contact details can be found on the club website. Connect when you visit wia.org.au and click VK7 Clubs. Alien 1 Balloon Success The flight of Alien 1, built by three pupils at Reading School in the UK, proved a success. The 434.05 MHz beacon worked well and some great pictures were taken. The hard work of the pupils certainly paid off with the payload proving to be reliable. Over 3,000 pictures were taken during the flight and they now face the task of organising all those pictures. Due to the 434.075 MHz telemetry message being sent at just 50 board, the payload could only send down one telemetry string every 15 seconds. The highest altitude achieved was 33.158 km and it is believed that this altitude is the third highest in UK records. Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Shanghai bans two-way radio near World Expo 2010 site. Shanghai city leaders say that the city is to impose controls on devices capable of transmitting radio waves from 12pm on April 30th through to 12am May 2nd and again on October 1st and 30th. This to ensure the proper operation of facilities inside the 2010 World Expo site. During these periods items such as walkie-talkies, industrial remote controls, Amateur radio stations and even school broadcasts will be banned from within 500 metres of the Expo site. The only exception will be for cellular mobile phones which officials say will not be affected. Transmitter stolen while on air. Maybe worthy of our weird and wonderful segment comes a report sourced to the UK's daily record newspaper that thieves stole the transmitter of Lanarkshire's radio station L107 while it was on air. The report says Mike Smith's login to lunch show was being broadcast when the airwaves went dead. The owners said the transmitter had been unlawfully taken from the 17th floor of an office block. SEPT considers the future of FM. A European conference of postal and telecommunications administration, SEPT Working Group, will be considering the future of broadcasting in FM band 2, 87.5, to 108 megahertz at its meeting on May 17th through to the 24th. The 69th meeting of the SEPT Frequency Management Working Group takes place in St Petersburg and amongst the items being considered are digital broadcasting on the current FM band 2 and frequencies below 80 megahertz. Amateur radio exhibition at European Parliament. 
An amateur radio exhibition in the European Parliament organised by IARU Region 1 Eurocom Working Group has started successfully. The exhibition focuses on emergency communications and education and space, with the aim to raise awareness amongst European politicians. The exhibition is sponsored by MEP Mrs Bright Sippel and was opened by IARU Region President PB2T. All radio amateurs in Romania can now apply for access to the 70 megs bands. They can run up to 20 watts output between 70 and 70.3 on a secondary basis with a maximum emission bandwidth of 12.5 kHz. It's understood that individual requests must be made to the regulator before operation. May and June will be the last chance for anybody to work GB50ATG, the Golden Jubilee Station, representing the British Amateur Radio Teledata Group, BARTAG. Both, for both May and June, the station will be operated by Arthur Bard, G1XKZ. Arthur will be very active during the last two months, so look for him on all HF bands. Special QSL cards and plaques and certificates are available. The special call will cease operations on the 30th of June, Arthur will try to use both RITI and PSK for those that like contacts on both modes. Finally, it's been widely reported the new Solar Dynamics Observatory is now fully operational and beaming many exceptionally sharp and detailed pictures of the Sun back to Earth. It promises to make a major contribution to our understanding of the dynamics of the Sun, which affect radio propagation in so many ways. We look forward to drawing on this additional source of information over the years ahead. A Wisconsin preteen ham who suffers from cerebral palsy could lose his tower and antenna system over a dispute with that city. But the family of 10-year-old Samuel Markstrom, KC9POP, is fighting back by saying that their son's hobby has changed his life by building his self-confidence. Village leaders say the Markstroms didn't have the proper permits to build a 62-foot tower that sits in their backyard in Mount Pleasant. But his mother... Catherine Markstrom, KC9EOW, says that everything had gone in, to their knowledge, very legally. She also notes that there are days when her son cannot get outside to play, and he gets really depressed and upset. Now, she's worried her son will have to give up his indoor hobby as well. And according to one news report, the fifth grader has also been active in public service by spreading the word about last summer's Kenosha tornadoes. For that effort, he was presented an award by the Volunteer Center. The future of Sam Markstrom's tower will be decided by the village of Mount Pleasant's zoning board in June. Copper thieves were responsible for taking Kansas City television station KMBC off the air last weekend. Police responded to a burglar alarm Sunday evening, April 25th. They found a large section of two-inch conduit cut away from the side of the transmitter building, and green coolant spilled across the adjoining area. The tubing was part of KMBC's transmitter system that circulated coolant around two final amplifier tubes valued at close to $40,000. And talk about a long tongue twister of a call sign. SP2QCW is operating as HF2010WECK in all modes, on all bands, during the World Enduro Championships off-road motorbike race. He'll be active until June the 30th. You can QSL SP2 QCW either direct or via the Bureau. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www.rsgb.com 
rsgb.org. I'm Jeremy Boots, G4NJH, and you're tuned to VK1WIA. Weird and wonderful. Physicists locate long-lost Soviet reflector on the moon. VK7 News says a laser reflector placed on the moon almost 40 years ago has been located. Of interest is the sensitivity of the measurements of the return signal. The return signal from the reflector was measured as a collection of individual particles or photons of laser light. The researchers who discovered this long-lost space artefact said, We quickly verified the signal to be real and found it to be surprisingly bright, at least five times brighter than the other Soviet reflector on the Lunacode 2 rover to which we routinely send laser pulses. They went on to say the best signal we've seen from Lunacode 2 in several years of effort is 750 return photons, but we got about 2,000 photons from Lucanot 1 on our first try. It's got a lot to say after almost 40 years of silence. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland, and WIA News Studios across Australia. This is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2010. May 15 and 16, NZART sinks the shield. June 12, WIA VK Trans-Tasman 160 m phone. June 12 and 13, WIA worked or VK shires. June 19 and 20, WIA winter VHF UHF field day. July 3 and 4, NZART memorial contest. July 10, to be confirmed, WIA Jack Files contest. Dennis Johnson, VK4AE, tells us the John Moyle National Field Day results for 2010 are on the WIA website. The 80-odd certificates will be issued later in the year. There are two sets of results on the website, a headline one in the contest text and a full set of results as a downloadable PDF. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX and net advice. VK1. After 25 years of service, the Black Hill repeater VK1 RAC on 146900 MHz has been decommissioned. The repeater started operation on Mount Majura and was subsequently moved to Black Hill, the collimation tower for the NASA 10-bin Billa Deep Space Tracking Station. The site has been declared redundant by NASA and is to be returned to its natural bush state. As a result, the repeater has become homeless. No plans have been formulated to either reinstate the repeater on another site or replace it at this time. The final QSO on the repeater took place between Peter VK1 NPW and Rob VK1ZQR. And after a subtle click, the repeater passed into retirement at 13.45 hours on the 4th of May 2010. VK4. Dolby's VK4 RET on 146.675 is off air for a while, so no news broadcasts. There is a major reconstruction happening on Mount Keangrow. New tower, new antennas, etc. Repairs to building. No idea how long this will all take and when that part is all done they need to obtain and attach a suitable antenna to be able to receive the news again by RF from Brisbane. Finally an operational use is to intruder watch enforcement zone. Southgate Amateur Radio Club News Service reports a radio amateur Irene Levy KJ6CY has been arrested after allegedly making threats on police and fire service frequencies. The report says Police investigators seized 11 radios, 7 radio frequency scanners, radio frequency lists, computer equipment 
and other miscellaneous radio equipment from Levy's home. Police also seized Levy's ham radio technician's licence issued to her by the FCC in September of 2009. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. VK4TI, Trent, it was a great start to the VK Shires and I'm sure that many that entered had a great time. We've only got to look through the logs to just see just how many uh, contacts were made and how many countries were racked up by the guys that really got serious about it. I'm sure this year we're going to find that uh, even more will be on board. The uh, A couple of very exciting things that JAs have uh, introduced their own logger for VK Shires, a Japanese language logger. And uh, we also have, uh, again, VKC all giving us uh, great support, as well as EI5DI and uh, and also W3KM. So it's been a, a great start for a new contest. It's been a, a very um, proactive uh, arrangement with all the uh, the guys that are getting in there, especially the, um, the keen operators. The contest is basically for anyone. It's whether you're a foundation call or a, um, a standard call or a full call. A couple of minor things that are different with the VK Shires. Even though you can operate uh, 80 metres, you can't operate in the uh, DX window. We're trying to keep that clear for anyone wanting to run the DX window. And uh, 160 metres is out. But all other um, HF bands are open slather except, uh, of course, uh, 10 meg, uh, 18 meg and 24 meg, which and they are excluded from most contests. Um, basically for uh, strategy guys, um, look I w I'd be honestly looking very hard at the uh, the JA stations considering there should be so many of them on in the contest and certainly make sure you work um, the 80 and 40 metre intra VK on the evening. Thanks very much, I hope everyone has a great time on the June long weekend. This is VK4TI, back to the news desk. You're tuned to VK1 WIA News. This news broadcast can be heard on linked repeaters VK6AUF Perth 438.525 and VK6RMS Mount Saddleback 147.250 Sundays 9am and 7pm. I'm Trevor, VK6YJ. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's digital telephone DSL speed increase. Alcatel, Lucent, Bell Labs say that they can now send data rates of up to 300 megabits per second down telephone lines. They achieved 300 megabits per second over a distance of 400 metres and 100 megabits per second over one kilometre by making use of DSL phantom mode. Now this involves the creation of a virtual or phantom channel that supplements the two physical wires that are the standard configuration for copper transmission lines. The increase in transmission capacity arises from the use of analog phantom mode technology in combination with industry standard techniques, vectoring that eliminates interference or crosstalk between copper wires, and bonding that makes it possible to take individual lines and aggregate them. DSL services make use of the HF radio spectrum to send data over the telephone lines. Yet there is no mention in the Alcatel Lucent Bell Labs press release of how much radio interference that this new technology could cause. AMSAT NA VP Operations Drew K0MA provides an update on the amateur radio satellite AO51. On the AMSAT bulletin board he writes... AO51 has now re-entered a period of eclipses that will reach almost 20 minutes by July. 
since we've been in an extended period of continuous illumination and very warm spacecraft temperatures, the next few weeks will be spent determining what the battery capacities are now. Currently we're now running 1.01 watts on 435.300 only, with the new PL mode on. For this summer eclipse season, we're fortunate that the eclipse periods are while AO51 is mostly over unoccupied Antarctica and surrounding areas. This means that the batteries alone are supporting the transmitter, while they're not being used by users. We have a downlink power management routine that we'll be implementing over the next week or so. Downlink power may range from 2 watts in illumination to maybe as low as 300 milliwatts in eclipse. Using this combined with the PL, we should be able to protect the batteries from over-discharging while still providing the strongest possible downlink. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Tasmania's Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club has been invited to join Wyson South to provide communication coverage for an equine endurance riders 24-hour event coming up at St Helens, midnight Friday the 21st of May. The Lowdown Column, including Precision Beacon Transmissions. The very first ROS contact on 500 kHz. Graham G0NBD and Gary G4WGT have achieved the first contact on 500 kHz using the data mode ROS. The contact between Graham and Gary took place over a 30 mile path. Initially they used ROS 500-16 mode and then the ROS EME mode. During the contact, the power was reduced from 3 watts to 30 milliwatts. The antennas were 35-foot top-loaded whips. Practical amateur antennas for this band are very inefficient due to the wavelengths involved, and it can require 50-plus watts of transmitter output just to get 100 milliwatts ERP. Efficient weak signal modes, such as ROS, can help extend the range that is achieved. And later in the evening, Jim M0BMU called Graham G0NBD using ROS 500-8 over a distance of 200 miles and they had 30 minutes of contact with 100% copy. Well, that's all the copy from me this week. This has been Robert VK3DN reporting from Singapore. Rewind, a look back at our history through the serialised written history by WIA Centenary Committee member Peter Wolfen and VK3RV with assistance of others that is being published in the WIA Journal Amateur Radio Magazine. The year 1922 saw the Australian Prime Minister William Hughes, regarded as a good friend of amateur experimenters, stated that a new regulatory regime would be introduced. In line with the approach adopted in other parts of the world, no restrictions other than those to prevent interference would be imposed. Also, rather than commercial interests having an influence in enforcing the laws and the Navy controlling the spectrum, it would be solely the responsibility of government officials. The Wireless Weekly, in reporting this development, comments that this is one of the best news the experimenters have ever heard, making their outlook very much brighter. 
the experimenters began using phone or voice transmissions that generated much public interest and led to the dawn of broadcasting. In September 1922, the Sydney Metropolitan Radio Club organised Australia's first radio exhibition where the President, R.C. Marsden, demonstrated telephony reception. Various forms of unofficial broadcasting by experimenters, including radio dancers, entranced the public, and many of those involved in these transmissions were destined to play important roles in professional broadcasting. As we wrap up WIA News for week commencing May 9, a quick look on the social scene. Coming up in June, June 12, VK2 Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 35th Annual Field Day. July... In VK3, July 17, the GGREC Hamfest with a start time of 10. VK6 in August, August 1, the Northern Corridor Group's Hamfest, Cyril Jackson Sports Centre, Ashfield. October 2, the WIA National Field Day. We heard all about this last week. Certainly does sound exciting. November 7 in VK5, the 2010 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest in Rosa Street, Goodwood. So now until next we meet, I'll just leave you with... A final reminder that when you do send us the material, please, it does make life a lot easier for us here at the main news desk in Brisbane, and more particularly when other groups do the news, that you do file your audio correctly to the WIA upload site. All the details are on the broadcast page at wia.org.au. Please make sure you do put your call sign in the file name. And of course, email us the material. Email us the script, upload the audio. That way everybody knows what's going on. Your news will hit the airwaves at the first available time. Till next we meet, walk softly. In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported... You decide.